Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where we explore what it means to be a well-rounded, happy, goal-crushing athlete. Every week, myself, sports journalist Molly Herford, and cycling coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford interview experts and chat through all of your training questions. We're excited to have you along for the ride. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, KOA Campground Edition. Peter, how's it going? It's good. I'm wearing five coats. It's quite chilly this morning, but uh, otherwise excited to be here. Yeah, so we are in recording this in Lawrence, Kansas. We're here for the Belgian Waffle Ride. Uh, it will have already happened by the time we post this, but if you want to see how that played out, head over to the Belgian Waffle Ride and the Unroad Unlimited Instagram channels, where I will be, uh, or I will have been <laughs> commentating on the race this weekend. And yeah, I think uh, I think fall weather is officially here. It's pretty moderate during the day, but. Man, these mornings are uh, a little brutal. Like we're we're recording this in our van, and I can see my breath as I'm recording it. We are, may have a candle going to, to for emergency warmth. Who told us about this I don't candle know. thing? We're trying it out. It, it's also aromatic, so it's true, yeah. <laughs> Which is good when you've been in the van for a couple so days. So this week, you know, we try and alternate back and forth between interviews and these Q and A's. And thank you, as always, for the uh, questions. And these can come via Instagram. Or these can come, you know, via our contact page at consummateathlete.com. We have a great question today from JJ, and I should have this queued up. But uh, the general topic of today's question is around goals. Specifically, fun goals. And uh, we'll, we'll maybe debate the the phrasing of that in a second here. But we're talking about goals that aren't necessarily, like, that aren't races and they're not uh you know, you're not signing up for them. They're just things that you're you're choosing to do outside of any official activity. So let's read the question. Again, this is JJ writes in and he says, uh, you know, have you ever done an article about quote unquote fun goals, goals that may or may not really fit into your training plan, but uh, help keep your interest in the sport primed? As an example, I'm going to do a, a long bike ride. We'll just say long uh, coming up here in the next couple weekends. Would I would enjoy seeing your thoughts and suggestions about fun goals and always enjoy your articles. So there's a little, uh, what does that call a snap for you? Well, thank you for that, that question and that, that lovely compliment. That's very nice. Uh, and I, I really like this question. We've actually been talking about it for probably over a week now as we've kind of batted it back and forth and kind of discussed the, the ins and outs of it. Because at first glance, fun goals, simple enough, right? Like we talked about that plenty during 2020 when there were no races. It was all about the, the what kind of like fun goals can you set for yourself so you feel... Like you're still moving towards a target, even though there are no races. Um, but the more we kind of talked through this, there's actually a lot more nuance to it than than simply just like, oh, yes, it's totally fine to pick a, a random like distance or duration goal and or FKT even so fast as known time, like around a certain course and just go for that. So what I thought was really interesting about that phrasing of the uh, his question is it, it starts with the fact that that goal or that that long ride we'll say wouldn't isn't really in his training plan and his training isn't really leading him to that particular ride so i thought that was super interesting because i think it, it kind of gets back to the what is a goal so even before we're saying like what is your why what it, you know all those things what what is the actual definition of a goal and to me a, a goal is something that you actively have like a plan that you're training for 
the goal. Like you're working towards the goal. Uh, otherwise, I, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with if it's just a long ride that you happen to do one weekend that just doesn't really fit your standard training block. Like that's that's just a long ride. If it's a goal, I think it's one that you're preparing for. Right. Right. And I think you're, there's sort of the, the two elements that you've touched on there. There's sort of the definition of goal, you know, in the, you know, the cycling, I say to always call it the textbook sort of, th- you know, definition of, you know, we put a goal, your A race, your B race, your C race. I really wish I'd had a diff- dictionary to like pull up here. Miriam Webster defines goal as. Right. And then traditionally, again, we have months before this and we, you know, you sort of a general preparation, specific preparation, and then the competition phase. And this, this is, you know, again, textbook. It doesn't mean that you can invent your own system and test it out and, you know, do whatever you want, right? There's lots of people that don't race, right? And I guess that's the central concept is, is does the event have to be an event, an official event, a race? Uh, or as we saw during the pandemic, right, there was a lot more of challenges and FKTs, as you say, or just big rides or whatever, right? I, I think that idea of a challenge is sort of neat, right? Like this is the uh, Festive 500 would be one that comes to mind uh, that Rafa promotes, right? And as everyone has sort of embraced and just sort of ignored Rafa in a little bit. Uh, but it's, you know, seven days where you try and ride, I think, 500K, I think it is. But, you know, I always say you can invent whatever you want. So it could be 500 miles. So it's a, a big challenge of a week or a day. You know, today we're going to try and ride the furthest we've ever ri- ridden. Uh, so I think that that's okay, right? So it's what is a goal? Can it be in, in a, or does it have to be an event? No. It certainly does not. Lots of the clients we work with, you know, may not race or only race a bit. Um, and what was my other thought with that? I had uh, sort of trying to get to it. Well, I think mine, maybe maybe yours is going to be this. Uh, we had Pierre Quinn on a couple months ago, and he's uh, more of like an executive leadership coach. But we talked a bit about goals in there. And we talked about the fact that the goal itself, so the the day of the, the race, the ride, the whatever, like that's almost secondary to the who you become by preparing for the goal so to me i guess like i've always looked at goals in that way like where it's less about the actual finishing the race or having a great race and it's more about like the goal allowed me to put in the training and like do the prep work for it i mean you know doing well in a race or finishing your longest ride ever is is you know gravy but right the 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 turkey or i guess like the that's the icing. The cake is really what you've built yourself into to get to that goal. So I think fun goals are great, but I think without without training towards them, it's just a fun ride. Well, and I guess that's where I was going is that, you know, the second piece of this question then is, is are goals not fun? Uh, and so that's what you've sort of led into is, you know, this this concept that we call, you know, can you prepare for the goal that you've set and do you want to? Uh, and I do think there's this misconception that training is not supposed to be fun. Uh, racing is not supposed to be fun. Ooh, I like this. And, and I think it is not that there isn't, you know, there aren't moments that are going to push you and test you and there isn't going to be tears and sweat and hard work. And, you know, you're not going to enjoy every moment of it per se. This is that type one, type two fun. You talk about the the ones you don't enjoy. You talk about how miserable it was and you'll never do that thing again. And that's, you know, this is the type two fun that we, we enjoy after the fact, those, the stories, right? So I, I think that's, to me, is when I hear this, you know, is it okay to have a fun goal or set a fun goal? It, it reminds me a bit of the, you know, I, I the structure of the training is, is overwhelming or there's, uh, you know, training is not fun. I need a break from training. And I always... 
I try and avoid it, right? It, it's hard to avoid, but uh, I always ask why, right? Like this is a, you know, you're avoiding riding with people or doing the type of riding you like. And that it shouldn't really be the way, as you say, you should, it should be really, really good summer enjoy, you know, preparing for this big gravel race because you like riding gravel or you like riding the track or you like doing hundred mile rides or big rides. That should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's maybe the first part, the second part. I don't even know what part we're on now. Sorry. Well, we have the, like, what is a goal? What is a goal? Uh, can the goal be uh, you know, does the goal have to be a race? And then we have, can goals not be fun? Can training not be fun? Yeah. So I guess maybe it's, it's also asking, so asking yourself the, why you feel the like need or desire to set this thing and, and really like emphasize that it's not part of your, your training or your yearly plan, which I think was part of that. The part of the question that stuck out for me was the, like, it's not in my like training plan. I'm not like Mm. prepared for it. So to me, that's, that's like a, well, does that mean your your training plan actually needs to be tweaked and like your whole how you're training and what you are doing when you are quote unquote not going for like when you're going for not fun goals when you're going for the regular goals mm-hmm. should we actually be tweaking that like are you actually really preferring these super long rides but you're racing 90 minute mountain bike races or short track or sure. whatever when maybe gravel actually would make more sense because it would let you do these fun goals and I guess that's the the textbook thing here is, you know, we, we set the goals to tr- sort of motivate the training. And usually you have, you know, months, you know, again, in the yearly schedule, you've set these goals. Can you add goals late? Probably. But again, you like to have a run into this so that it actually because the, the, the sort of the I don't know if it said this in this question, but often the thing is, you know, I like to have a goal in the, the fall or winter, which is the situation we're in right now. Right. This this ride is in the more fall you know, I like to race cyclocross or I like to, I'm going to try and do a big ride in December when it's snowy, even though it's snowy and that's going to help me stay motivated through, you know, the, the crummy fall weather or something like that. Right. And I think that makes sense, but we want to set that in advance so that you can actually, you know, motivate the training ahead of time. And so if this was a big, say hundred mile ride, maybe you'd be building towards that over a couple of months, uh, you know, trying to stay or, or improve your fitness. Yeah. And I think there's also the question of what happens, like how prepared are you for it? I mean, there are plenty of people who can just roll into a hundred mile ride or longest ride ever or whatever the ride length is. And it's going to be a hard day, but it's not going to be a dangerous day. But there are plenty of people for whom that, that like riding into that actually could be something like, uh, no, you probably should, like you probably should put in a few weeks of a dedicated training block before you go into it or you're potentially you know prone to injury prone to just being miserable it's not going to be a fun goal sure. uh, we we really romanticize the i guess maybe my aside here is we romanticize the long ride but the colder it gets the harder those long rides yeah. feel and this, get. this is akin to the like i'm going to race the full cyclocross season until about october 20 or 30 when it starts raining and being really cold see previous year's episodes on cyclocross burnout <laughs> right right and that was the question too was like do we have articles and so there's the cyclocross burnout one and we have a few questions around burnout we're going to hold on to that till early november so the next q a will be around you know that fall quote unquote burnout or just do you you know is it fall and it's okay to just take a break uh but this is the idea uh with these goals is you know do you actually i guess it reminds me of this what is that smart smart goals what's the cliche goals thing yeah it's smart goals so there's there's two things there right there's like it's supposed to be is it challenging specific measurable um attainable attainable 
are reachable. Reachable? No, that sounds a lot like attainable. That sounds a lot like attainable. Uh, Time bound is the T. I am forgetting what the R is. Is it like report it to your friends or something? We should have looked up smart goals. We should have looked up smart goals. But there is like the smarter goals is like the new thing. I know. These are more fouls. But that actually has um, where it is like a reach goal, I think, is maybe that R or whatever the E or the R is. And that's what I was like. There has to be something in there, but it's a challenging goal. Uh, and and that's what I wonder too, right? If it, it, you want something that's going to be challenging with this as well, so it's that you know approachable but but challenging. Uh, if it's going to motivate a couple months of training. Now, what we got talking about here too is is this a goal or is this just part of the training? It's a, lots of clients do like a fall. What did I say? It's like a maple syrup, not maple syrup. That's in the spring, but you know some of these you know fall. I don't know what you eat in the fall. What do you eat in the fall? Pumpkin oh, pie rides. We used to do, uh, we actually rides. used to do cider donut rides. Uh, when I lived in Western Mass, we would actually do these a couple times in the fall. We'd do these monster rides where we'd stop at every like apple orchard that like has just like the donuts that they clearly just bought at the supermarket, but they're calling cider donuts. Um, and we'd get them in hot ciders and we'd hit like three or four of them in like a you know sure. 80 mile ride. It was amazing. And, and then this is like a big ride during that period with friends and, and I mentioned in the last a couple podcasts ago, maybe about I, I like to include in at, towards the end of the block, the last weekend or something, you know, a, a big adventure to finish the block, I think is what the the workout is called. And it gives the athlete a little bit of freedom to go big, whatever that means for them. There's a note in there, you know, don't put yourself in a big hole. But if you feel like you need to do something or you need less, you know, this is less structure. This is go ride with your friends. This is maybe, you know, a little mini training race or challenge or whatever we're going to call it. Uh, I think that this this hundred mile to me almost sounds a bit more like that because you're not preparing for it. You're not again. There's no what was the other one was measurable in the smart goals. That's the end. Yeah. Uh, so again, the the measurable piece would be like I'm going to finish a hundred miles in six hours, and this is again it, it's semantics. You can do whatever you want with goal setting, but I do think if we're going to call it a goal, the the use of doing that is that we're going to do something specific on a day, and uh, that we're going to actively prepare for it. A hundred percent. You know, that's uh, I guess assumed that like you have to work for the goal, uh, and that's the what, what do we decide that was? Uh, it stretches you. <laughs> The, the reach I can't spell apparently well that comes which comes back to my original point of like is it a goal or is it just a fun ride and both are totally acceptable and totally yeah. fine but so that's it. If, if we're close to it and it's a last minute edition we say race if you're going to race so it probably isn't a race if it's if it's not a big deal for you to do it maybe this is going to be a harder day like you're going to be tired at the end you know your butt's going to be sore or whatever that's okay too. That could just be a, a big adventure to finish the block, you know, something that gets you through. And I, I even use this in, you know, the quote unquote preparation phase. We sort of have the off period and then I sort of give a low structured block often where we're just sort of getting back into strength and cross training, walking, uh, you know, and biking as, as tolerated as relevant for the person. But I, I'm pretty easy going if there's fall, you know, I have a couple of these burly endurance athletes and there's been like eight hour events that they've done but again they're stopping and for them it's not even a big deal and they're just super happy with it so again this gets into what are we trying to get out of this block of training even beyond the annual plan or the annual well I guess not beyond the annual plan but beyond the annual goals right now what what do you need right to feel good to you know go into the winter and, and the next year really strong and motivated and what we want to avoid certainly what you alluded to was the like this this challenge ride in november turns into just 
you know, a weather fiasco that puts you in a hole. You get sick, you get injured, you crash, whatever. Yeah. And honestly, what came to mind for me when this question came in is I remember a couple of years ago, actually pandemic year here, um, my friend Karen and I, and we've talked about this one, this one on the podcast, we did this like bike packing trip. We, you know, rode a hundred miles and then we ran like a little trail marathon and then we rode a hundred miles back and a little trail, marathon. a little trail mar- yeah. marathon. Um, anyway, my point being that was not on my training calendar. That was very much like a last minute addition. It was fun. I wouldn't have called it a goal, but looking back at it now, I can also say like it was not a good decision from a training perspective. Like I would... I was okay after it, but that's when I think I've talked about this on the podcast. Like I get those monster leg cramps that last for like a week that Mm -hmm. happened like a week after that. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because of that ride. You went pretty deep. Went pretty deep. Yeah. Um, Even though you were having fun and there was lots of good experiences and type two fun. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's the caution, right? And was it worth it in hindsight? I don't, I I mean, you do talk about that fondly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think all things being equal, if I could go back to like my my past self three weeks before that i would have said molly maybe get on your bike a little bit and do some training to be prepared for this because i was not prepared for that volume of riding i just have years of endurance that like allowed me to do it but i was not properly trained for it and i think like i i got what i paid like i paid for it later sure um so i think that's that's maybe my caution with like the fun goal or the fun rides that you haven't necessarily like prepared for mm-hmm. so there is a danger to it that day might be awesome but like if it's gonna kick the crap out of you for a month afterwards right uh is that worth it i don't know yeah and, and i'm probably too cautious with that i really like that reasonable is repeatable and so you know that can be taken too far like do you always do rides that you're going to be able to repeat the next day like i I don't know that's probably you know that's the one extreme of that where you're you're like "Eh." it's a good rule of thumb but you know sometimes you do need to do bigger things and you probably wouldn't repeat the thing you did but yeah that's that's tricky right because it was fun in the moment (laughs) you know this is i don't know what else could you use you know it's like eating junk food or something perhaps right if it, again taken to extreme so i don't know i don't is there a lot more here on this this we have this uh, can you set fun goals yes you should have fun things you should have fun things that go on and you just want to be careful that it's fun on the long-term scale i do like that yeah and i also think uh if if you're saying this and you feel as though you haven't been setting goals that were fun for the whole year, it's time to revisit the kind of racing and riding that you are doing the rest of the year. Uh, so that's my thing. Um, the other, the other thought I, so the, I love it. I love it. I think smart, uh, fun goals are great. Uh, if I were this in this person's shoes, I don't know when birthday is coming up, so we only have so much time left, but if you do want to make it feel more like a goal, tweak your training to be prepared for like to head into it like going into like a mini prep for it Mm -hmm. um you know treat it like a goal have a countdown going on your your phone or on your wall calendar or whatever uh you know talk to your coach if you are working with someone or you know look up a plan that will kind of ease you into it so you are as prepared as possible even though it is coming up Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know use that momentum to head into it the other thing so that fun goal is an is an outcome goal, right? Like the the fun goal was doing this ride on my birthday that's this long. If it's set that way, yeah. That would be outcome. Yeah. So that was more like what the question that came in was. But when you first told me that we had a question about fun goals, 
I actually completely misinterpreted it. I was like, that's amazing. What a great idea. So I actually, in my head, when I heard fun goal, I actually thought that was like setting a goal to have more fun in training. So more of a a process goal or process goal, depending on which side of the border I'm on, I guess, um, where it's about what you're doing during your training as you're preparing for the outcome goal. So in my head, I thought fun goal meant like that every ride I'm trying to find some element of fun, whether it's taking a really great picture or stopping and getting like a cookie at a bakery instead of having another bar or another gel. Right. Uh, you know, meeting up with a, a friend for my long trail run or, you know, using my my favorite pair of, uh, you know, tights or shoes or what just like every like trying to make some element of fun and, you know, understanding that workouts should like training should have its hard moments. It's not always going to be rainbows and sunshine, obviously, mm-hmm. but just trying to have that like one injection of fun. And my coach, David Roche, always says like in his like race thing, his thing is like smile like throughout the race i think it's like every mile is his prescription yeah every mile Uh, which i really like and i've actually done to to good effect i would say yeah Yeah. and i I would say we shared out to david and megan a lot um and that's again molly's coach and some work all play i mean in their their coaching business their podcast that's really the name and i i do like that right david is just a ball of energy and positivity and if you haven't read their book i think you know i i struggle with it because i'm so far on the other but i love it and i use david as motivation for to be more you know positive and playful in in both my coaching and my training so the book is the happy runner correct that is the name of it and it is i think if you find it a little like off-putting it probably is the book you should read. That's um, true, yeah. <laughs> I will say, having got a dog and read it a second time, it's a much more enjoyable book having become a, a dog person after getting a dog. So uh, there the, is that. The third author on the book is their dog. <laughs> so they have like all caps, like what the dog would be saying. And, and then I, you're right. Having DW completely changes how you read that. So I wonder you too, you know, it. when we're thinking about like goals for the fall and this, we could call it the preparation period. We're easing back into training. Like it might actually be a whole block of training. Sometimes it's thinking about training in blocks rather than, you know, even the season and just what am I trying to do for this month is, you know, joyous training or, or playful training and just each day going a little bit more by what you feel like riding or how hard, right? And being very, I've done a lot of here, a lot of just, you know, you could call it zone one or noodling or junk miles or whatever you want to call it, just out riding. And, and sometimes I'm, you know, going to do skills or sometimes I just pedal along as if I'm like bike touring. Uh, comment if you want us to make a noodle running or noodle riding shirt because I feel like I could make a really good design for that. Noodling, yeah. Noodling along. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. There's a plug for the store. We do have new designs in the Consummate Athlete store. I'm seeing our, this is my rest day sweatshirt, getting used to great effect. Okay, great. Pretty excited about that one. Uh, Okay, Uh, so that's goal. So we have, again, is it a goal? And you just want to think like, what do you need at this time? Do you need something to pull you through a couple blocks of training and work towards, you know, can you set up these blocks in the training so that you enjoy the training there? The, the training is fun working towards this goal, which may, may also be fun and probably should have elements of fun. Uh, I, I think that's a great question. I think it's a common question. It's, it's nebulous. We've made it nebulous at least. Oh, I did have one more point actually. And I'm really sorry. Cause I'm putting this a little bit out of order. Uh, we've talked about goal creep and we'll link to that uh, 
article in the the show notes here and that's talking about goals that just kind of progressively keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger so you know we do uh, 100k and now it needs to be 100 miles and now it needs to be 200 miles um and so on and so forth but i think the other goal creep is actually just like the setting of far too many goals and i think there is definitely a danger of phrasing a lot of things as goals um whether or not you do this so this is not to say don't do the rides um it is just to say like just be a little bit cautious about kind of trying to keep a year round right next goal next goal next goal thing going because i think that's when you've seen this too like you end up it's next it's the 2023 season and you're burned out before your actual race season even starts because you've kept having to like motivate yourself by putting like another goal, another goal, another goal. And participating in every season. And yep. every challenge yep. and ev- yep. yeah, everything that comes along. And suddenly you get to your actual season, the one that you've been like planning for, and you're just like completely flat because you have used up all of that goal motivation for the year. And now your actual season that you were striving for, that you were so excited about, uh, you just, you got nothing. Mm-hmm. So definitely not to say you can't train or you can't ride or you can't do the big stuff, um, but just be careful in how you're framing it to yourself even. Right. And, and thinking like, what is this? Cause sometimes, yeah, you're right. The anticipation of that big goal can be a lot mentally for a lot of us, I think. Right. And, and it probably should be if we're thinking about that one big race for the year, that one, you know, I, I hesitate to say peak because I'm not big on peaking even, but, you know, probably you don't need a lot of those. And, and the normal would be to have, you know, one competitive season and the rest of the year is this, uh, what Dan John calls the park bench, you know, or the general preparation period or, you know, even off season where it is, it's a little more joyous and free. And, uh, you know, you show up, you go through the motions a lot of the year, right. And you're not taxing the system so much. And then there's that hustle period, that challenge period, that competition phase where yes maybe you you know you've built up all this strong fitness and then you're getting very specific you know you're eating really well you're sleeping really well and and, but you can only do that you can only go into monk mode i think that's a frank i think that's what uh fast cat frank i think so yeah talks about monk mode right and i think that's a great phrasing for that you know you can really focus but i think the mistake in what you're talking about is every month is a, a peak phase <laughs> you know we're tapering down and peaking and recovering probably not because i don't like to recover so we're like back into a peak and, and you can't peak that's not what a peak is right the peak is you build a big mountain of fitness and you're at the peak and you use it mm-hmm. and then it goes down afterwards right and mm-hmm. that's that off season very that, hard it should yes yeah it's supposed to that's and that's definitely in calls that's what i see at, coming out of the last three years for adults especially um myself included is just it's sort of a flat if we look at like the training load or the volume or the even intensity it's a pretty just it's been the same for two three years right. and so i do think that that's again it's okay to let things ebb down a little bit and be a little more joyous in the training a little more variable you know people are getting back in the pool exploring different sports back to hockey uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's what this off season should be all about yeah and i mean you're even seeing it or we're even seeing it with the the pros if you actually look at the say like the lifetime series for example uh big sugar is coming up and i can say i've talked to a few different team managers and even athletes who are in the lifetime grand prix so the 30 athletes who are like in the series uh even they're having huge attrition rates heading into this race because the series started in april 
and it's now the end of October. So that's seven months where they've had to cover. Sure. Like they're also doing other races, but they're they had to do these six races. So it's like about a race a month. But to keep going, like it's basically exactly what you said. You just can't keep peaking every month. Right. And you're doing other stuff. And with that endurance stuff, like some people are just, you know, amazing, you know, peaks like of physical, you know, they're specimens, right? They were some of these Tour de France level folks are just next level. But I I just, you know, the recovery off of these 100 and 200 mile things, especially when you don't have that Tour de France, you know, base, we'll call it. Right. Right. Like. If, if a Tour de France person does a 100-mile gravel race, it's really nothing. That's like their normal day, right? If we look at their standard average day of training load or hours or whatever, again, they're, they're just, they have such a fitness build that it's just nothing. But for the rest of us, that's like a whole week. <laughs> you know, If we're lucky, that's a whole week of training. Yeah, you know, these six to eight-hour rides. And that's a lot of people now, six to eight hours isn't even a long race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right uh but that's a whole week for a lot of us realistically yeah uh, and, once I we mean, fit everything else in i've talked to a lot of the riders even the ones that are you know top of their game like top pros and they're all freaking exhausted right now well they're not tour de france cyclists like there if we're that. honest about it right i mean we have some great folks in north america we have some tour de france cyclists but i think that's the reality is you only get so many of these hundred mile things in the season well they're also mentally exhausted that was actually more what sure. i was thinking is you know they they miss being home i talked to a manager and she's like yeah like three of my athletes just like headed for home like mm-hmm. they're homesick and they're tired and you know yes technically like contractually they're supposed to be doing this but they're they're just done they have nothing left and mm-hmm. it's not that they can't pedal then like another hundred miles it's that yeah mentally, march because march to october right like that was sort of this gravel season so that's that's sort of what I mean about making sure that you you leave a huge chunk of the year where you don't have any goals because otherwise you know you do run the risk of you hit <laughs> this is the last race of this big series and there's a lot of riders that you know are going to drop out of the top ten because they just have nothing left to give. Yeah, that one's complicated because there's the incentives, right? Like if you're not going to get the payout, um, I'd be surprised if athletes are not coming if they're in the top ten, but maybe they can you know there's the dropping race but that's that's getting a little less beside the point but i was gonna uh, say now you've gotten into the weeds of the right i was trying to make a more global statement <laughs> lifetime that series today. good idea or not go oh god hot uh, takes let's leave that so yeah so i mean i think great question around goal setting i think it's always good to talk you know because i think you know you probably don't need to ever set goals but you know there is something to it i think for a lot of us right uh, you know, again depending on what you're trying to get out of this whole biking exercising fitnessing thing right Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's let's leave it at that. But definitely hit us up if you have any more questions. Especially if- around our next one, it will be around sort of this fall burnout, cyclocross burnout. I'm getting tired. I'm fatigued. I don't like weather. Um, you know that sort of. You know, we're all going through it right now in the the fall sort of off season, I end mean, of season. We're recording this on a Saturday because I am too cold to want to get out for my right. ride. Neither of early. us wants to go out and do any sort of fitnessing. So uh, we'll, we'll try and do that. I hope you also will do that today in some form. Uh, yeah, we'll leave that the with you. Thing, not the and again, consummateathlete.com on the contact page if you want to drop uh, questions in or just hit us on Instagram. Uh, we're also both on Twitter, so you can find us there. I'm doing this conclusion. You usually do it. I know. You did such a good job. Uh, I don't know. Peter is at Peter Glassford. I'm at Molly J. Herford, and we are at Consummate Athlete on all of those channels. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. 
If you want to hear more training, racing, and endurance sport advice, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at consummateathlete.com for a weekly dose of inspiration and advice straight to your inbox. 